Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. Good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right. It is Freedom Friday, and freedom is coming soon. <laughs> All of you guys that are doing the Daniel Fast, you probably say, ooh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Just a few more days, you know, and we can celebrate the victory. And I know that the Lord has been moving and speaking to every single one of us in this last few days. Uh, this morning, we are in Matthew 7. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you, Father. We thank you in advance for your word, Father. Let it be you and not us. I thank you for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. Have your way, Father. Have your way, O oh Lord God, and I thank you. And I thank you, and I thank you in advance. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. All right, and my lovely Sandra will be reading. Okay, good morning. Um, I'm using my uh, laptop. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. All right, uh, I'm in the NIV version here, and um, we're starting in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they're ferocious wolves. 
By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sandra. All right. Stretch if you need to this morning. All right. So many uh, uh, small little teachings that Jesus uh, did in this particular chapter. You know, it it, it starts also with, uh, with judge not that you will not be judged, you know, and also in Luke uh, 6, 37, it says, judge not and you shall not be judged, condemn not and you shall not be condemned, forgive and you will be forgiven. And in these words of, of judge, um, judge not, Jesus is not stopping us from, from all the acts of judgment because there are times that we need to judge, that there are those times. But he was condemning the judgment that focuses on the faults uh, of others while trying to excuse our own faults, you know, our own faults. He says in, in Matthew uh, 18, 15, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. You know, so here, you know, as you find a fault, you go to your brother, you go to your sister, and you try to talk it, talk it out. You try to talk it out and, and have clarity uh, about it because you could win that brother or that sister to the Lord. So, and it goes in verse two, it says, for what judgment you judge, you will be judged. So in other words, whatever uh, a standard we use to judge anybody, that same standard it's going to be used against us, you know, because, you know, we have, we're supposed to be leading by example. So we have to be careful that we don't judge too quickly, that we see what's going on. We try to understand what's going on. We try to have reconciliation, but we have to make sure that we try not to harsh with a high standard because guess what? It'll come back on us. It'll come, it can come back on us. It says in verse three, for why do you look at the speck at your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your eye. You know, a speck here is like a little piece of sawdust. It's very, very tiny. The plank is referring to a piece of wood, to a piece of wood. 
So Jesus was saying, you know, before you look at the faults of others, take a good look in the mirror. <laughs> take a good look in the mirror. Examine yourself first before you go and judge somebody else. You know, in verse four, it says, how can you say to your brother, let me remove the plank from your eye and look, uh, a speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. So, you know, again, he's, he says here, you know, you know, if you're going to go correct somebody for their minor faults, you know, you know, first take a look at your own self. Take a look at your own self. Examine yourself. Make sure that there's nothing, nothing happening in your, in your own life. Because he, he actually calls them hypocrites in verse 5. says, hypocrites first remove the plank from your own eye, you know, and then you will see clearly uh, the, the speck in your, in your brother's eye. So I was trying to, trying to uh, figure out a plank. Well, you see this pen? That could be that could be as a piece of stick. Okay. So if I have this in my eye, how can I see how to remove it from my brother when he has a little speck? You know how it is. You need to have a tweezer sometimes when you get a, a little splinter and you and you have a hard time removing it. How can you do that when you have something covering one eye? So that's why. And the thing is, Jesus was saying all these words to us. Jesus was making it very simple to us. He was saying, you know, you know, think about these things before we jump the gun, before we jump to the other, the other side of the fence where this, where this is happening. He said, examine yourselves. And I'm going to jump right now to uh, verse 7. It says, it says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. So it says, ask. That means that that's action. That means we have to do something. We have to do something. And it says, and it will be given. It will be given. It doesn't say it may be given. You know, it doesn't say that. It says it will be given, you know, and in and, and verse number eight, he says, for everyone who asks, receive. There's no exclusion, you know, for everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds and to him who knocks it will be open you find the same exact words pretty close in james 1 20 uh chapter 1 22 to 24 you know that it, that you know so it's, it talks about you know knocking and and it talks about asking so we have to be we have to be persistent in our in our prayers you know we have to be persistent in in mark 11:24 it says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them believe that you receive them and guess what? And you will have them. So we have to believe in what we're asking for. If we believe in God for healing, then start declaring and start thanking him in advance. Start opening up your mouth and saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you already have answered my prayer. I know that when I was having a hard time, when I was back at work, and at the base, and I was having issues with people, and and the atmosphere was so was so negative in that place, and and I had to go in there, and I had to put on my happy face, you know, because it says in the Word of God, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, but you know, sometimes rejoicing is very difficult. But you know what? With Christ, all things are possible. So I used to get there in the morning, and I say, Lord, I pray that Your peace can be over this place. 
that your peace can be over me, that I will not let things get to me. Lord God, I speak life into this situation. And guess what? The Lord gave me wisdom. The Lord gave me understanding. And in the long run, the victory became mine. But I was I was speaking life. I was speaking life into the area. Uh, and, and God did it. That's why, you know, we have to make sure that we are persistent, that we don't give up just because we don't see answers coming, that we don't give up and say, okay, oh, well, this is the way it's got to be. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because God is telling us what to do. He's telling us to continue to seek, to continue to knock, to continue to be grateful and thankful. He says in verse 9, for what is there a man who his son asks him for a piece of bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a piece of fish, uh, will he give him a snake? You know, so it's so, all no one would do that. No one. You're not going to give your kid. Come on now. If my granddaughter comes to me and says, Grandpa, Grandpa, can I get a piece of snack? You know, and she's getting there. She's going to be doing that pretty quick. And she's getting there. You know what? She's going to get a piece of snack. You know, guess what? Because I, I do that out of love, you know. So therefore, you know, if the, in, in, in this world, you know, where, where there's a lot of sin going on, even the sinful man knows how to give good things to their kids. Even, you know, that's what it says in verse 11. If then being evil, if then being evil, it says, knows knows how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would you praise God? Your father who is in heaven, your father who is in heaven will give you good things to those that ask him. So we have to believe, again, confirmation there, we have to believe that God is answering our prayers. And we got to be grateful because he said, your father who is in heaven gives good things. Come on now, you know, say, Lord, I thank you for the good things, Father. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. I thank you for, for gladness. I thank you for peace, Father. I thank you for your healing. And guess what? We're waiting for the healing. But Lord, I praise you for the healing, Lord God, because it's on its way. Because just because it hasn't arrived yet, that doesn't mean that God is denying you anything. You know, we need to be patient because it's coming. Because what God is doing in the background is greater is greater than what we can imagine, you know, greater than what we can imagine because God is in control, you know. So God it wants to give us the desires of our heart. He says then verse 12, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. So whatever you want people to do to you, however you want them to treat you, it's our responsibility to start that treatment first. Because as believers in Christ Jesus, we need to be that example. We need to be that example. We need to be able to, to reach out in love, to reach out at the, and, and with a good heart, you know, because we wanted to treat us right. And that's what I did in my job. You know, when I had that difficult time with people, you know what? I Besides what they did to me, I just continued to treat them the same. I just continue to treat them the same. You know, I was trying to be that. Did it hurt? Oh, mama. Yes, it did. It hurt. It was difficult times for me. There were times that I cried, you know. But guess what? I did it unto the Lord, you know. And, and, and it wasn't like I was submitting myself to anybody, but I was, I was submitting myself to God and to his will. 
He said that in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but fear not because I have overcome. So therefore, and the way that I treated them, you know, that came back to me at the end. That came, I, I, I have a praise reports coming back to me and says, I don't know how you did it, but I admire how you stood there, you know, and, and even with all that, and you maintain yourself. Why? Because we need to do that in Christ Jesus. And the victory, the victory became mine. All right, moving right along because my time is running out. Let's run to uh, uh, verse 13. Enter the narrow gate. For wide is the gate that and brought the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it. The narrow gate is where the believers will enter in. The narrow gate is narrow. The narrow gate requires doing the will of God, doing the will of God, which is, becomes very difficult for a lot of people at times, doing the will of God. And it's different from the wide gate because the wide gate has unlimited access, unlimited access. You know, it is, it is unrestricted. You know, everyone is welcome through the wide gate, everyone. It welcomes you no matter what you have done or what you have believed. And it goes into verse 14. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and few find it. So in other words, you know, being a Christian, it is difficult at times. Okay. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible. And God is saying that there is two gates. One is narrow and one is wide. And we need to make sure that we choose the right gate. Just because things may look a certain way in this direction, that doesn't mean that that's the way it is. We need to use wisdom. We, use, we need to use discernment. We need to go before the Lord. And we need to go right back to prayer. Because when we pray, we can ask God, God, which direction do I need to take? Because we don't want to make a bad, a bad move and go in the wrong direction. You know, so we need to be careful. And Jesus here is giving us all these examples of do's and don't. Because he loves us. Because he is our father. And he wants all his children to be welcomed into his kingdom. But then now look what he says. Now we jump into verse 15. And it says, beware of false prophets who come to you in cheap's clothing. That means they're going to look like you and I, as holy as we try to look sometimes. You know, it comes in cheap's clothing. But inwardly, they are like wolves. Inwardly, they are like wolves. And every church, you're going to find them. They're going to be there. And that's why we need to be aware. We need to be aware because you say false prophet. The false prophet, you know, would be one that would, would teach you things that if you don't look into it, it can take you in the wrong direction. So we need to be careful. He says, and but in verse 16, he says, you would know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thick uh, bushes or figs from, from crystals? You know, it, it, it says it says in 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power from such people turn away. In other words, they may look like it. They may, they may speak the right language, you know, and you see this all the time. You see this all the time. You know, my son always talks about the different prophets on TV and teachers, teachers and all that. You have to be aware who these individuals are and what they stand for. You cannot believe everything you hear. 
you know, you have to make sure that you take whatever is being said with a grain of salt, because that's what I do. I don't take nobody's word. I, I don't, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't take nobody's word. I take the word that they give me. And if I don't know that word, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do research and I'm going to and I'm going to review that word to make sure that I was told the right thing. We need to be diligent when we hear someone speaking to us that we don't take a false prophet's word and make it the gospel. We need to be careful. There are a lot of people going in all different directions out there believing everything that they're being told. And they have to be careful because look what it says in John, in 1 John 4, uh, verse 1 to 3, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Do not believe every, every prophet. Do not believe any, any, uh, anybody that's talking like this. But test the spirit. Test that word. Test whatever it is that they're giving you. And, and if it's God given, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You know, but we have to make sure that we receive the right word. Because sometimes we can be deceived. We can be deceived. And that was what Christ was trying to prevent from us from being deceived and go in the wrong direction. You know, and it goes right into, goes right into uh, uh, fruits. He says in verse 17, even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree will bear bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. So it's telling you, Good will always come out good. It's that, you know, bad is always going to be bad. But look what it says. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So we have to make sure that we examine the fruits of the individual who has spoken, of the individual who has said something to you. Because we need to be careful. We need to make sure that we keep our focus and that we are not taken in all kinds of direction. You know, uh, back in the day, back in the day, there was, you know, people were predicting that the world was going to end. People were predicting that, 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 that God was going to come, you know, and, and people were actually, and this happened in the United States and all around the world, people were selling their homes. People were selling uh, their stuff because they felt that God was going to come and they were going to be, rest, they were going to be taken up. You know, because they, they were being told that this was going to happen. Again, as, as somebody shared this, a prophet shared this, and all of a sudden, Jesus is coming, and we got to get ready, and we got to be going to leave. There are people that quit their jobs. There are people that sold their stuff and gave it to this ministry, you know, and did all kinds of craziness. And guess what? We're still here. Because no one knows the time or day when the return of Christ is going to be. No one knows that time when the Lord is going to come. But we have to be ready no matter what. But here, we had a prophet speaking and people were believing everything. So we have to make sure that we judge what they're, what they're saying. We take that word and we put it into the scriptures and we see, are they telling me the truth? And people can make mistakes. If I make a mistake, if I'm speaking to you guys, and if I say something that you guys are scratching your head, you know, and all that, come back and tell me. I'd rather you tell me that I made a mistake or said something that I shouldn't have said than for you not to say anything and being upset with me. But if you tell me something, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, and I'm going to say, I'm a humble guy. Sandra will tell you that, that I'm a humble guy, you know, 
and 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 I try to lead by example, and nobody's perfect. Pastor Brendan is always raising his hand. He says, "I'll be the first one." You know, I need to. You know, I need to examine myself. You know, so therefore, you know, don't take every word that is given to you, but look at the fruits. Look what kind of fruits they're giving you. All right, let's say, let's move on because I got a few more minutes. Uh, the verse twenty-one, and uh, it says. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does not, who does the will of my father in heaven. So not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter in. That's sad. That is very sad. You know, and it says, verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And I, Jesus speaking now, and I will declare to, to them, I never knew you. That is sad. That is sad that you are there in thinking that you're going to make it in and you don't make it in. Why? Because you are not doing the right thing. You were not doing the right thing. You really didn't have a committed heart to do the will of the father because if you did he would have welcomed you in there was something wrong that's why that's why we need to be careful that's why not everyone we need to listen to and we need to make sure that we we discern what's where this is coming from and we discern who these individuals are and we go before the lord and and and, and jesus is saying many would say to me in that day lord lord I don't want to be that person. That's why if I offended you, I apologize. I am sorry if I made you mad, you know, but I love you. I love you in the Lord. And I wouldn't be sharing these kind of words with you if, if it wasn't written down. And Jesus said, so wrote this down. Jesus wrote this. This is Jesus speaking to us so that we need to be careful, that we need to examine ourselves, that we need to know who we are in him, you know, and, and um, and let's and let's move along to verse twenty four. Therefore, anyone who hears this saying of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Who built his house on the rock? In verse twenty five, and when the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. I look upon that as we are the house, we are the house, and, and we believe in God, we believe in the, in the scripture, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, our own personal Savior, and guess what? The storms will hit us, and sometimes we may trip in the storm because the wind is blowing, and, but guess what? If we fall, we get up again, and we continue to go forward. If we bend to one side a little bit because the wind is hitting us, we just straighten ourselves up. You know, but because we have the Lord and that storms, that house represents us walking in this earth that we need to make sure that we are founded and, and the foundation of Jesus Christ, that we are there in that foundation. That way, when things happen, we don't just fall apart. Some, in today's society, we don't have the luxury to fall apart. Come on now. We need to grow up in the Lord. We need to mature in our Christian walk. We cannot be the same. You know, if we are the same today as I was last year, that means there was no growth. Because I should have had some growth in me. 
I should have developed something else in me. But if I'm still the same and I'm not, and I'm not growing in different areas, that means I'm not maturing. And I should be maturing every year, every year, because scripture has been given to us that continues to speak to our lives and it continues to show us areas that we need to adjust. Why do we have the Freedom Conference? Come on. Why do we have the Freedom Conference? It's because every as we mature, the Lord continues to reveal more things to us that we need to get rid of, more things that we need to surrender. And in time, as we mature, he lets us know what they are. You know, And that's why it's so important that we know the word of God. You know, because if we're truly going to follow him you know, and we know the word, we are able to overcome any attacks that come our way. We are able to stand, you know, and we would not fall. We would not fall because we are built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. It says in 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children. You are of God. And have overcome them, overcome all the stuff that we're dealing with. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who dwells in you, the Lord Jesus Christ, who dwells in you, you know, is greater, is greater than, than anything else in this world. You can overcome, my brothers and sisters. You can overcome whatever situation you are facing today. You are more than an overcomer. And then look, in verse 26, and it says, For everyone who hears these sayings of mine, Jesus speaking, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Look at that! You know, so we have to be careful that we do the will of God. We have to be careful that we, that we don't just read the word and forget about it. Because all these teachings... That, that he has here, there were six different teachings in this particular chapter uh, that Jesus was teaching. And he wants us to grow. He wants us to develop. He wants us to become better. We, we are the future of the church. A lot of us are young. I'm getting older, but my lovely Sandra is young. She's the future of tomorrow, you know? You know and, and all the younger, uh, the, the younger generation that's coming behind us, you know, we need to build them up so that they'll be able to take over. My, my Alexandra, she will be, she will be a, a worship leader. Come on now, worship leader. There was a video that I saw that somebody took, uh, and she was just going like, you know, and she's doing all this stuff and worship and pray. That's my Alexandra. So I speak her as a worship leader, as a one that's going to worship God. She leads by example, and she's only not even three years old, you know, and, and, and that's the beautiful thing is that we have to show them. We have to make sure that we build up one another so that they can, uh, they get, as they grow and as they develop, they can take over. You know, that's the most important thing, that we leave something behind, that we leave something behind. I am grateful that my my children, especially my sons right now, their, their positions that they have and, and how they serve the Lord and how they, they're they trying to do the best they can, you know. And, and, and it wasn't always like that, you know. Sometimes I, I pull a lot of my hair. That's why I'm bald. You know what I mean? I have, I have no hair, you know. But, you know, God is in control. 
God is working behind the scene. God is, is a supernatural God, and we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. And guess what? He already has given us the answer. He already has answered our prayer, even though sometimes, you know, we're not seeing it. But Daniel prayer took him 21 days. Come on, we ended, ending the Daniel fast, 21 days. You know, Daniel prayed, and he didn't hear nothing. But yet, God was working in the atmosphere. God was still working. The angels were still doing battle to get to him. The angels are doing battle. So even though you don't see nothing, don't say nothing is happening. There are more battles going on around you than what you can imagine. If you can only see that in the spirit. And God is saying that he has given us authority. And I go back to that word that I used last week. He has given us authority to speak, declare over yourself and over your family that you speak life over them. That even though sometimes things get difficult, don't look at them for the difficult because it's not them that you're fighting it's what's behind them it's what's influenced them so we need to speak life we need to speak a little grace to them and we need to speak God's mercy upon them because God is going to do a supernatural work in them and that's why we need to make sure that we focus in the word of God and we speak life and we keep asking we don't stop we keep praising God because even when you ask you got to praise him you got to thank him in advance so let's start thanking him. As we closing up the Daniel fast this weekend, be grateful, be thankful to God and say, Lord, I thank you for answering my prayer. I thank you for your healing power upon me and upon my children and upon my children's children. We got to speak it for the future about my children's children. Lord, I thank you that I am free, that I am safe, Lord God, and I have peace of mind. You know, and so we need to speak these things over ourselves and over our family and over our children. My brothers and sisters, my time is up. I even went over three minutes. Three minutes I went over. But you know what? God is good. God is wonderful. Let's continue to focus. You know, I, I'm finishing off the Daniel fast, but be grateful to God because he has sustained you. He has kept you. He is with you. And he has not denied you anything. Keep asking. Come on now. Keep asking. Keep believing. Keep thanking him. You know, and he will answer your prayer because the answer is already there. It's coming. It's coming. My brothers and sisters, let's get ready to celebrate on Sunday. You know, Cumberland County, let's get ready to do set up tonight. You know, we got to do it with love. We got to do it with all patience and understanding because God is doing a work, you know, in our lives and in our church and our community. And God's about to break out this season. I know he is. I know he is. Don't get me. I can't get started now because it's getting too late. But you know what? God is on the move. Let's get ready, get ready, get ready. And let's focus, focus, focus on him as we at the close up the Daniel fast this weekend. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and I thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your favor. Thank you, Father God, for this time that you have given us. Thank you for everyone who is watching and listening, Father. I thank you that you have sustained them, that you have kept them, Lord God, that you have delivered them, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you are touching even right now, that you are healing even right now, Father, those areas in their lives, Father God. If there's anyone with pain, Father God, I pray that, 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 that you would just touch that area right now, Father God, and let that 
that pain go away, Father God. Let that pain, Father God, just go away from them, Father God. And I just thank you for their healing. I thank you for your healing. I thank you, Father. I pray that you would touch the, the, the hearts, Father God. I pray that you would touch their minds. Touch their bodies, Father, whatever is out of place, Father God. I pray, pray that you will put it in place, Father. And I just thank you in advance for their victory. I thank you for every home, Father. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing, for what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. And this I ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen and amen. All right, guys. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Don't go too crazy after the Daniel fast. If you eat too much, you're going to get fat. Okay, love y'all. <laughs> love y'all. See you soon. God bless. Bye bye.